That's right. That's right. That's right. Sing unto the Lord, the Most High God, a new song. Welcome today to a brand new day with Stephanie J. And I don't know about you, but I'm doing what the Bible says. I am rejoicing and I am glad about it. Just grateful to have another opportunity to see another day. And so I'm grateful for you as you are joining me for this episode. I'm going to title this one, Singing My New Song Unto the Lord, because that's exactly what I'm doing. This is the hook in the outro of a song that I wrote and recorded. My husband and I produced it many years ago. And I'm so glad to be able to say today in 2023, despite all that I'm dealing with, despite all that I'm going through, I'm still able to sing unto my Lord and to my God a new song. That's right. The devil doesn't have any victory over here. He came only but to kill, to steal and destroy. But what I like about that scripture in John 10 and 10, the Bible says Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. And so I'm glad about that today. I don't know if you can hear the excitement in my voice, and I hope you can. I honestly can't even really give you a reason. If I sat here and I told you half of what I'm going through, half of what I've been dealing with for probably about the last half a year, even what I'm doing and dealing with right now, even as I'm sitting in my studio closet, minus my studio equipment for, for now, but I'm sitting here with such a heavy weight and such a heavy burden on my shoulders day in and day out. I'm going to doctor's appointments and now two different therapy appointments. And this is in addition to, you know, the normal life stuff. This is in addition to some of the things that I'm already experiencing in addition to raising a 13-year-old who has his own set of unique needs. And every single day, it has been filled with responsibility, filled with running, running here, running there. Because guess what? Many of you out there know this, especially parents, especially moms, the ones of us who are on our job, who who doesn't just have a title as mom or mother. Those of us and happy belated Mother's Day to you out there, because I did not get a chance to podcast as I thought I would. But I pray that um, your day was blessed in that, you know, you're feeling appreciated because a lot of times we are not. Many of you know what I'm talking about. I definitely felt loved and appreciated. I had a wonderful day. Like I said, despite what I'm dealing with, I was determined not to let 
things bog me down and not to let things get me down. And so I was in here, I was in my studies and I did something today that I haven't had a chance to do in a long time. And that was just stay home every day. I'm out of this house mostly because I have to be. And then there are some days that I get up and I go out and I do things that I want to do, you know, just out of habit. But today I say, you know what? I don't have any appointments. Thank the Lord for that. I don't have anything that I absolutely have to do. In fact, I was at my computer at home and printing out some stuff and getting some things together. So I still was working, but because this is a time where I'm I'm doing some consecrating and I'm doing like uh, smoothies and, and drinking a lot of water and things like that. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to take it easy, you know, as much as I can today. I still was in here working, but for the most part, I did not go out. And so I started off my morning in prayer and I was doing some Bible reading. But then I felt like I wanted to get into more of a study this evening. I had taken out an old folder that had some old sermons that I had written. A lot of these sermons were written more than 20 years ago. Some of them, the date was on them. I actually went in my files and found um, the first sermon that I preached 20 years ago at my first licensing. And it was a sermon on faith. So I read that and I said, hmm, looks like things are coming full circle as God will bring things into fruition in our lives. I skimmed through it and I read a lot of things that I was talking about at that time. I was not necessarily dealing with it. And now today in my circumstances, I am dealing with the very things that I talked about in that sermon. So I was encouraged and it just made me just want to read and see what else I was writing. Uh, some of these sermons I had already preached in the pulpit and I kept them. You know, I typed out some of them. I hand wrote some of them. I figured, you know, one day I'm going to use these in another platform. And so I wanted to do some blogs and some podcasting. And so I kept all of these sermons and these notes from my studies. And a little while ago, I was reading through first and second Timothy, Titus and Philemon. And I had a, you know, a pen and a notepad, you know, and I was just writing down and jotting down some ideas and things that were speaking to me out of those scriptures. And then I looked at a sermon that I typed out on June 27, 2006. And this was about a year after my second licensing in the gospel ministry as an evangelist. And I'll just throw in here that I was recently ordained an elder by my childhood pastor. I'm not going to put all the information out there right now because everybody don't need to know. Doesn't need to be put out there right now. But 40 years in relationship with this ministry and, you know, my 
pastor and his wife and I've been a part of the ministry for many years. My childhood at the age of 12, from 12 to 19, I was there with my family. My foundational years in the ministry received a lot of training, worked on, you know, different projects and auxiliaries, excuse me, Sunday school and and things like that. And then I came back later in life in my late 20s with my children continue to work and do things in the ministry, even in different areas and ways. And then I relocated to Virginia by the time I was 31. And so all of these years on and off, the relationship has continued. There's been a few times and seasons when we kind of lost touch, but then we reconnect. And as time was going on, um, you know, he was being made aware of a lot of things that I was doing ministry wise and my personal ministry, uh, the various churches and stuff. And so we had a conversation a couple months ago and I had prayed about it and thought about it and prayed about it and thought about it. And I asked him as my spiritual dad, if he would cover Stephanie J Ministries, things that that's going on in my life, some things that I mentioned previously in some episodes, but I can't get all into. And he said yes. And I, you know, sent him out some packets and sent him some information. And, you know, we went through this process, took a few months and, you know, I got my license and everything. And so on to the next level. And even while all of that is taking place, you think the devil is leaving me alone? You think he's saying, oh, well, you know, I done tried everything. She's made it this far. Oh, okay. Let's just leave her alone. No, he's coming even harder. He's trying his best to make me quit. He's trying his best to kick up dust, which is pretty much all he can really do. He's trying his best to attack in several areas of my life. He's even like Job trying to attack my health. But you know where I find the most comfort and the most um, solace is in the fact that when we look back at the chapters in Job, it talks about all that he endured, all of the suffering, all of the loss. And it wasn't just Job. His wife went through as well. But when it gets to the end, you realize that the last plague, the last attack on Job was his health. And then after that, some things, some conversations transpired. And then we read in the 42nd chapter That God blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. He had more. His health was vibrant. His children were fairer. He was restored his children. Every man and woman came to visit with Job and bought him a piece of gold and all of this. So Job was restored. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something as sure as I'm sitting here today. Do you know that we serve the same God? 
He is the same God. Hebrews tells us yesterday, today, and forever. And so I take comfort in the fact that, you know what? I may be here right now. I may be going through right now. You may be attacking me here right now, but guess what? As the worshiper that I am, I'm still singing a new song unto the Lord. And and you know what I love about it? I don't just have to listen to other people's songs. He's giving me my songs. I can play my own songs. I can sing unto the Lord. I come into this studio closet. I've been doing it for years. I used to come in and lay out before the Lord. People laugh when I tell them it's a pretty small closet. But one year, my husband bought me this little um, thin like a blow up balloon mattress. And I used to put that thing in this closet and it would fill up the whole closet and I used to get some of the best sleep. I'd come in here to pray and, and just be snoozing. Of course, I put a fan at the door, just enjoying the peace and the rest. Some of my best prayer times were in this studio closet. Um, and so I sit here and I come different times in the morning or night, sometimes even when I'm heavy, heaviness of heart, and I'm singing devotional songs to the Lord. And I'm remembering the days and the times when we used to get together. We used to come together as a congregation and we used to sing those uplifting songs. You know, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And, um, all these songs that it just went right past me. Jesus, Jesus, you know, wonderful counselor. We used to sing songs about him, not just about, you know, what he did for us, not just about my bills being paid. And he blessed me with the bling and the haters talking about me. There were so many songs written. Um, one of my favorites is It Is Well. You have to research and look at the story behind that to know why that is such a powerful hymn. But I would get in here and I would sing those songs. I surrender all and just be singing and, and lifting up my voice to the Lord. And I'm so grateful that no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what has come against me, no matter what the weapon was, it has formed. Listen, I'm in a late hour. I don't know about you. I'm just on here right now to encourage someone. It's the late hour. The clock is clock. Excuse me. Been up since early this morning. The clock is about to strike midnight and I'm down in the fire. But guess what? The Lord has assured me like the Hebrew boys. I'm right there with you in the fire. There's no way I should be this lively and upbeat. There's no way. If I sat here and told you, you might think I should be having a pity party. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say there aren't days that I don't get a little down. There are days when I shed a few tears, just a few can't cry too much, but I understand that nothing is wasted in God. He said he even bottles up our tears. Psalm 30 and five uh, says that weeping may endure for a night. It starts off his anger endure for a moment. But the last part of that verse says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We don't know how long. And I preached that a few times, even at my husband's best friend's funeral in New York City. The Lord gave me a word about that. Weeping may endure for a night. We just want it to be for one night. We think it's going to be short. We think it's going to be quick. Well, I have weeped over some things. 
And I don't want to be too long about it. So I'm not going to get all into it. But the Lord gave me a word at that funeral for the people there, for the family and friends about how I had been weeping every year for many years. My brother was killed on October the 14th in 1993, I believe. And I weeped and I mourned and that was such a day of sadness. The first several years, it was a day that I was so depressed that I didn't want to get out of bed, but I had to because I had children. I had a job. I had th- responsibilities as well. I had things I had to do. And I, I went through that for many, many, many years. I weeped. I cried. I mourned. I grieved. I hurt. But then in October... On the 14th day of 2009, my beautiful, beautiful child, Christian Dion, my namesake, was born. And that began to change what I felt and how that day went and what I went through. And I had some days where I still felt that sadness. And I remembered my brother, but I knew that was a day I needed to get up and celebrate my son. And so we get up and we, you know, shower him with gifts and feed him and dress him and take him out. He always wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese. That's what we started when he was younger. Now he's a Dave and Buster's aficionado. Once we went there, he's never been back to Chuck E. Cheese. No disrespect to Chuck E., but they got a lot of our money, especially with all my kids. But anyway, so the Lord began to minister to me in that church in New York. Two people got up and read that verse on cards. A pastor got up and said it. And the Lord sat there and downloaded in my spirit from my own personal experience what it meant to weep and to endure it. Because, see, that's what people don't understand. We have to go through it. I even wrote a song and it's on SoundCloud. Um, Got to go through it in order to get to it. And the hook says no one says it will be easy, but you've got to do it. We don't want to. But we have to. Weeping may endure. What does it mean to endure? It means to hang in there. It means to suffer long. These are things that we don't want to do. And no matter what, I didn't have a choice about it. But I endured. I didn't end my life, although there were times I wanted to. I'm no different than anyone else. There are times when the enemy brought suicidal thoughts into my mind. But I thank God I knew the word. I thank God that I knew him. I thank God that I had a relationship with him. And no matter how I felt, no matter how low I went, I knew that he was there. And so I didn't create a permanent problem for something temporary. And temporary is not always quick, a snap of the finger. Temporary was those years that I was going through, those years that my heart was aching. I don't, I only had one sibling. I only had one brother. He was two years, two and a half years younger than I was. And so he really was all that I had. And so that was the most devastating thing I've ever been through. Honestly, I lost my mother, but she died of an aneurysm. I've lost other loved ones that were very close, but not like my brother. And he was killed. His life was taken from him and it was never resolved. And to this day, 25, 30 years later, I don't know. I don't try to keep up 30 years later. um, I still don't have peace and don't know 
what happened to him, but the Lord has kept me. The Lord has kept his hands on me. And so that joyous time now, I still remember him, but I don't feel it the way that I used to. I try to think happy thoughts. I try to think of the happy memories and the good times with my brother because there were many. But these days, October the 14th takes on a whole new meaning. And so that scripture has been fulfilled in my life. And so I just want to encourage someone out there. That's the only reason why I'm on here. I want to encourage you to hold on. You might feel like you lost your song. You may be like me. You've been singing all your life. I was banging on the piano and singing when I was two. My parents and my family members would always tease me. And when we go to my, you know, father's family functions and they would always get around. My grandmother, Rebecca, would always bring this up. George, y'all remember when she used to get on a piano and she would bang and sing it's a song. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. You better get ready for fire next time. You know, God told Noah. So I don't even know what the song is, but they love to laugh and talk about that. So even at that young age, I had a song. God gave me a song and I go through seasons of my life. Where I know the devil is really working on me because I will not listen to music. I will not play music. I will mostly listen to other artists that I like. Certain songs. Oh, don't get me started about Dr. Marvin Sapp. Marvin Sapp has brought me through some of the toughest times, especially my mother's death. I used to wear his first CD out, Rain Jesus Rain, on repeat. I would cry my eyes out and just listen to those songs. They have such a special place in my heart today. But the Lord always makes sure I have a song in this season, in every season of my life. I have a word. I have a scripture. Right now, my scripture is a scripture that my grams gave me. My grandmother, before she died, um, she talked to me about a lot of things, but she told me, you know, I just want you to declare. She said, you know, the enemy's trying to take you out. There's something we were talking about, something I was going through spiritually when I started a lot of fasting and praying and I came up under a lot of spiritual attack. And she said, yeah, that devil was working on you, but you belong to the Lord. She said, and I want you to get the scripture. I will not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Well, you know, that was like, 20 something, almost 30 years ago. And I'm still quoting that scripture and I'm still letting the devil know you have tried your hand. You have tried everything. You have tried to use people. You have tried to use even some people very close to me. The Bible says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spirits and all kinds of adversity, all kinds of things coming. In fact, my son Christian was praying for me earlier today. I'm dealing with a situation that's re- is taking a lot of time and energy is requiring me to write letters and send out packets. Now, this is something that someone else has done. And there are other people involved that are coming or think that they're coming against me, but they're really not. And so 
I've been dealing with this situation on and off for years and it just keeps turning over and, you know, a new person comes in and it just picks up and all just it's crazy. I wish I could really get into it, but I can't don't really need to. So it's really a crazy situation. But it's so funny because uh, five, about five, six different people have come under this company and they've tried to come and do stuff against me to try to move me out. <laughs> I talked about it before, but you know what's funny? Every last one of them are gone. And this is two different agencies. Oh, one day I'm going to be able to tell it all. One day I'm going to write it all. Two different agencies, two different management companies. And every last one of them are gone. Just recently, one that came in and she even said to me one day, well, hopefully I'm here to stay. She didn't make it even five months, just like the last one, you know, but I'm still here. I'm still standing and I keep trying to tell this devil, you better check the records. You better look and understand what you're dealing with. The Bible says, I love this, this scripture in Isaiah 54 that says they will gather against you. He says, surely they will, but not by me. He said, but they that come against you will stumble and fall for your sake. I'm telling you what the scripture says. Psalm 27, it tells you, fret not yourself because of evildoers. The word that I read, it tells me that only with my eyes will I behold the reward of the wicked. And do I pray for them? Yes, I do, because the Bible tells me to. Do I always want to? No, I do not. But I have a responsibility. There's not one of them. There's not one person that has come against me that I have not lifted up prayers Oh, I don't pray those bougie. Oh, Lord, bless them. I used to do that until I came into the knowledge more so of the scriptures. But I pray for their eyes to be open. I pray for God to put people and things and messages around them to open up their eyes to their ways and the path that they're on. And I pray for God to bring them into true repentance, to convict them and things like that. God don't even let them have any rest until they make it right. And God, I always end with this. God, if they don't hear, if they don't heed your voice, if they do not respond and do what you're telling them to do, then move them out and put somebody in that will do your will. And every single time they have ended up being out of position and someone else comes in. And it's unfortunate because some of them come in and they start trying to do the right thing. And then somebody gets in their air. I want to name a person, but I'm not going to go there. Somebody gets in their air and then they just totally turn and about face and do what the other people did. And here they are with somebody new in there. I'm dealing with it again. But this time I said, devil, I'm going to be relentless. I'm not going to stop until it's answered, until it's done. And so I got all these packets together with all this information, all these different email exchanges between me and organizations, even an organization saying it's not their problem and all over their website and their paperwork that I have, it tells you clearly that it is their protocol. It is their responsibility to deal with this. They're supposed to be protecting me, but you know what? I'm rejoicing and I'm singing my 
new song in the Lord. Guess why? Because I know it's just the devil. I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood. And I know that he's already a defeated foe. That's why they're out and I'm in. That's why no matter what I'm going through, I'm being kept. And so I don't want to make this too much longer tonight. Y'all, I have things to do. I'm going to go ahead and end this. I said enough on this episode that you should be able to get something out of it. Listen, I'm praying for the world. I don't know about you, but it is praying time. I don't have time to be worrying about people. I don't have time to be caught up in the foolishness, the nonsense of this world. My eyes are to the hills. My eyes are lifted up daily to the hills from what's cometh my help. I'm not looking to man for help. My help comes from the Lord. And guess what? I don't care what anybody does. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to keep on lifting up the name of Jesus. I'm going to keep on singing a new song unto the Lord. And guess what? As he's bringing me out of this, I'm going to continue to give him glory. But guess what? You didn't hear me say I'm out of it. I'm right here in the fire. I'm right here on the front lines. I'm right here on the battle line and I'm girded up. My weapons of warfare are not carnal. And so I'm going to continue to fast and pray and stay in his word and watch God come after my enemies that are coming after me. I don't have to do a thing. And so you all be encouraged tonight. You all be blessed in whatever you do. Stop fretting. Stop worrying. The Bible says, take no thought about tomorrow. Stop worrying and learn to put your trust in Jesus Christ. You be blessed. Have an amazing evening. And I'll talk to you again.